Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Now, time to get a bit real, because as I often say, we love being real here on Open House. We all know what it's like to put on a bit of a front, pretend to be something that's not quite what we're really like. The Christian community is certainly not immune from that. In fact, I reckon it's an arena of particular pressure, with so many expectations, pressures, judgments, to be better, to do better in all sorts of ways. Too often we're afraid to let people know the real me. This is all borne out powerfully in a survey of 70,000 members of the Christian community in the United States. People commonly responded with lines like this in the survey. My faith isn't working and I don't know how to fix it. I play church and act as if I have it all together, but inside I'm just tired. Or there's this. I'm bored with church and the church crowd. Half the time, the Bible doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure those sentiments resonate with lots of us from time to time. So what are we to make of it all, those who follow Jesus, who said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full? And is there a way around this sense of malaise? Can we be more real and live this life to the full? Arnie Cole says, yes, and yes, he's the CEO of the Back to the Bible organization, and he's co-authored an at times raw and confronting book, which came out of this extensive research called Unstuck, Your Life, God's Design, Real Change. Arnie Cole, welcome to Open House. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure and an honor to uh, be talking to you. Thank you very much, Arnie. Were you surprised at the raw frankness of lots of the responses to this survey about what they were really like in their Christian lives? Uh, yeah, some of the um, things were pretty, um, you know, you kind of think it. And um, for myself, I consider myself spiritually challenged. And I always think I'm the one with all the spiritual problems. But when you look around, it, it you kind of see a lot of people are struggling spiritually. Yes. So you had a sneaking suspicion that there was this kind of malaise to undertake the research in the first place, I suppose. Oh, oh, yeah. And what was always interesting to me is you take 10 men and you'll have eight of them that are just kind of, oh, just stuck, not going anywhere, just hanging out at church. And then you have two guys that are just on fire for the Lord. And it, it always perplexed me, why are some people just living a life with Jesus that is on fire? And then you have these other people who are just always in trouble. Their wife catches them in porn or this or that, and they're just, and yes, they love Jesus, but they're really stuck spiritually. So I was curious before we started this research, so what makes the difference? Why do some people get on fire for the Lord and others are just hopelessly stuck in one problem after another? So why do you think it is people with Christian faith can't feel more free to be real with each other, I think surely it's the last thing you'd think Jesus would want or expect. Well, that is an excellent question. Um, I know in, in the survey we use um, open-ended questions, and then we have a pretty sophisticated software program. But um, a classic example is I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for 20 years, uh, and I don't know what happened, but I'm in Internet pornography, and if I told my wife, she'd divorce me. If I told my elder board, 
they'd fire me. I am hopelessly stuck. So that you get this, um, or you'll get a mom who um, whose child passed away. They love Jesus, and they're just stuck in their anger, in their anger with God, in their anger with life. And uh, and boy, it is such a problem with so many people, with you know just a wide variety of reasons why they get tripped up spiritually. So we put on a front, I suppose, because we want people to think the best that they can of us. Oh, that's, that's so true. Matter of fact, we found in surveys that um, that's, I think it was something like 80% of all people, when they go to church, feel like they wear a mask so that people can't see the real, the real me. How long has this process been underway, do you think, Arnie? And what have been the contributing factors about why it's happening? What's different about this era, that there is such a common dynamic like this in the Christian lives of so many people? That's hard to answer. I, I can answer for the, you know, the last eight years, we've become experts not only in America, but around the world on uh, people's faith and spiritual faith. Even in Australia, we've done quite a bit of surveying. What we have found is most people that, that claim to be a Christian will tell us that uh, the way they uh, have a relationship, and you know, when you talk about a relationship, it's just like if you're married or you talk to and you listen to it, it's relatively easy. It's called two-way communication to have a relationship. And when we ask people, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? They say, oh, yes. And then we ask people, how do you talk to God? And everybody, even atheists, tell us that they pray. If I want to talk to God, I simply pray. Mm-hmm. So the one-way communication is, is relatively easy to um to decipher, and about 90% of the people that we come across around the world that claim to be Christians, if they want to talk to God, they pray. So everybody's got praying down pat. Then when you ask the question, how do you hear from God, that's when the confusion comes. And matter of fact, the number one uh, answer is through my pastor. The number two is usually music. If the person's young, the three, third would be my youth director. Uh, four would be um, somebody's book. Uh, five would be um, nature. And the Bible comes in at around seven. And, and what we, we have concluded is most people that claim to be Christians don't know that God talks to us through his Bible. Now, of course, he talks to us in other ways. But the one way you can know for sure is that it's consistent with the Bible. And most people just simply don't even know that God talks to us through the Bible. Before we explore what I think are really helpful ways forward in this, in connecting with the Bible or reconnecting with the Bible, I want to ask you this about the busyness of life, trying to diagnose why we are as we are. Often, especially the busyness of lots of activities in and around church, that all often leaves us with so little time to feed our faith. Oh, that's so true. People just have no time. Matter of fact, it used to be that people thought you had to put a surfer on the cover of a Bible for people to think it was relevant or all of that. Less than 1% of the people we survey around the world say that uh, they have a problem uh, reading the Bible because it's not relevant or it's hard to understand. 
the biggest, by far, number one issue is I simply have no time. What's the way around that? This is the big million-dollar question. Yeah, that's what we're exploring. We're beta testing some things where we use push technology, where we'll send a text message of Scripture. Um, and really, you know, when, when we talk about uh, Bible engagement, we're, what we're talking about is you receive what the Bible has to say, you reflect on it, and then you respond to it in your life. Um, and if you can do that four times a week or more, your life looks completely different than um, someone who, who doesn't uh, read the Bible. Yes, this is the Powered by Four concept that you propose in your book. Flesh that out for us a bit, uh, Kenyani. Yeah, we spun about, uh, we did all these surveys <clears throat> all around the world and uh, started in the United States uh, and, and spun everybody's good book, if you will, holy book. And then um, we did 150 different variables, such as attending church, uh, volunteering, uh, small groups, Sunday school, all of those things. Uh, listening to Bible teaching on radio, television. We just poured it all in. And the only thing we found that was significant was what you do with your Bible, how you engage your Bible. Nothing else, When and we ran at the same time about 26 different uh, behavioral scales like pornography, sex outside of marriage, all of this stuff. And, and as we sifted through... We found no difference in pornography use, sex outside of marriage, divorce, all of these things um, with a Christian and a non-Christian, that it was all the same. Uh, church attendance was not an indication of spiritual growth. Church attendance in small group, it, it was not, they, everybody was pretty equal. When you factored in the number of days per week, so someone who doesn't read the Bible at all, a zero, and, but is a Christian. They looked exactly, actually, they didn't do as well as the non-Christians did in a, in a lot of behavioral things. But when you got up to four days or more, you started to see a significant change. And when we say significant, speaking scientifically, that's like somebody who, who smokes three packs a day. The odds are beyond chance that you're probably going to get um, lung cancer, okay? We were in the same kind of formulas. Well, well, this stuff with engaging the Bible was far more stronger than uh, anything we'd ever seen in any one thing a person can do for themselves spiritually. You have to note, though, that you know this doesn't mean that your child in Christian school who gets the Bible every day is when by, they graduate from... Uh, high school, that they're going to be on fire for the Lord, because it's not just receiving it, it's reflecting on it and responding on it. And, and we see a lot of people, especially in Christian school, they, they do receive it every day. The, the problem, the day is lost in the reflect, it's what they're reflecting on. Is, is where it's lost. Yes. On Open House, we're with Arnie Cole, the author of Unstuck, Your Life, God's Design and Real Change. Arnie, I'm interested in the fact that you've gone for four days a week and not seven, because many people will have grown up with 
the expectation or the urging or the pressure to read the Bible every day. You're going for four days a week. That's where we saw the difference. You know, the computer does the work, and that's that's where it said this is beyond chance, beyond coincidence. And, of course, we say seven in our research and in, in the formulas that, that uh, we use. Uh, uh, four or more uh, was the... Uh, where it really impacted people's lives. I'm bound to ask this question. If you start from a position of urging people to go back to the Bible as your organization is, was the research result in a way predetermined by that? That's a very good question. Yeah, here we are back to the Bible, and lo and behold, we come up with (laughs) that the Bible matters. Funny about that. (laughs) Yeah. We have a top social scientist that works for us. uh, I've done a lot of research when we started out, the null hypothesis is nothing matters, including the Bible, to your spiritual life. So it it starts out, everything's equal, nothing matters. Yes. And when you go through this process of sifting out, uh, we had no idea that the, that the Bible mattered. Now, the first 10,000 people that we did, I about fell off my chair, and I, I actually thought we made a mistake. So uh, we use a very sophisticated software program uh, that's pretty well accepted in the scientific community. We called the software company and had their statistician come out, and he spent a couple weeks with us going over the data, and uh, he came back with the exact same conclusions except stronger than uh, we had understated the significance of, of the Bible. And that, that was early on. Uh, and then from there, um, um, in, in fact, our findings, even though we're back to the Bible, uh, have been accepted far more in the secular community than in the Christian community. I've spoken as far as the, the uh, University of Tel Aviv uh, in their sociology and psychiatry um, uh, departments uh, about how the Bible changes behavior. Now, of course, it's Jesus Christ, but in the secular um scrutiny of our research, uh, it was not only accepted, but we were invited to present our findings. It's a very compelling result, and methodology for that matter. So you speak about this two-way connection that exists between God and us through the Bible. Can you describe to us in words, how's that going to be working and looking practically? What will it feel like, look like day to day through those four days a week? I need to preface this. I'm, uh, I've been a spiritual loser for most of my life. I call myself now spiritually challenged. Uh, I've been a Christ follower for about uh, 14 years is all, 15 years. And this idea of becoming on fire for the Lord four more days, it, it's like, what have I got to do? And, and really what it comes down to is hearing from God in your thought life. And I am, as I can, as I study this more and more, it's the day is won or lost by what you reflect on during the day. Mm. So it's a daily battle. It's uh, uh, I study a lot of people who have devotions from six to six thirty, and they're in porn from ten to ten fifteen at night when everybody goes to bed. So it's 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 really. What you do during the day 
determines whether you're going to move closer to Jesus or not. And what determines that is your reflecting life, what you reflect on. And of course, the Bible allows the Holy Spirit to work in your life. It's not a formula. It's just that's kind of how your spiritual life works. So it's much, much more than for that half hour between, say, 6 and 6.30. And I think that's probably at the upper end of the spectrum of a lot of people's lives and how they connect with the Bible. It's much more than just devoting that half hour, tick, and I move on. Right. So what we do is we have a concept, and we like to think, spirit. we define spiritual growth as moving closer to Jesus on a daily basis. And the best way to do that is to have God talk to you throughout the day, maybe in one-minute increments or two-minute increments, but so that you're reflecting on, on what he has to say, and then you respond on it into your life. And, and really, uh, all you have to do is, is win today spiritually, move closer to Jesus today, and you're that more likely to win tomorrow, if, if that makes sense at all. Yes. And is there one particular story from all your work with the Back to the Bible movement that you can relate to us, where someone has perhaps gone through this process, they've had their Christian life, their life generally, unstuck. How has that worked out for them? How has that changed that person? Well, we have so many stories of how people have, have gotten unstuck and just on fire for the Lord, and some really tough, heart-wrenching stories where we had a, a, a young man, well, he's not so young now, he's about 35, who was sexually molested by his father when he was six, and his father happened to be a pastor. I mean, this is just like the worst possible thing, and uh, bitter angry, he loved Jesus, didn't understand why me, I never signed up for this, just angry at God. And uh, through just working on today and just trying to move closer to Jesus today by engaging the Bible and just moving one step closer, it just radically starts to bring peace and healing and changing the guy's life. And, and we've seen this uh, with a heroin addict who, uh, who, again, the same kind of thing, had prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and praying so much that she thought God was talking to her through her prayers. Well, really, she was just talking to herself through prayer, prayers and following her notions of Jesus Christ and just getting engaged in the Word, reflecting on it, living it out, each day, one baby step at a time, it's just, you know, you can't win tomorrow spiritually unless you win today. So, yes, we have hundreds and hundreds of stories of changed lives. I'm sure you have. Arnie Cole, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Thanks very much indeed for joining us on Open House. Thank you so much for inviting me. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.